With Pat and Stu. Uh, Glenn returns on Monday. On CNN, Brian Stelter had a guest who made some outrageous climate change claims uh, comparing it to the Holocaust. Uh, We'll tell you about that and a lot more coming up in one minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. Wow. Uh, this is serious. I mean, if you're not take, if you haven't been <coughs> taking uh, climate change seriously until now, I certainly hope this will will change your attitude on it. Yeah, it's uh, this is chilling. Mm-hmm. Brian Stelter had Davis David Wallace Wells on, and when you have a hyphenated last name like that, you know they're a serious person. They're a real expert, or you're an assassin. Or that. Yeah, there's two things with the three names. You can either be a very serious person or an assassin. Uh-huh. Or lately, you're in the National Football League. There's a lot of hyphenated oh, really? names. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so David Wallace Wells is quoting estimates that suggest burning of fossil fuels kills 10 million people every year. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, of course, as he mentioned, is... Dying on the scale of the Holocaust. How do these people get away with this stuff? I don't know. Where's the uh, ADL on this? Where, where, mm-hmm. where? Because we, I mean, when Glenn was defending people in Israel uh, and would mention something about Nazis or what compare what's going on now to what you know that we're on the same road or you got to be careful they would call him out every single time yeah now if it's climate it's okay i guess yeah it's fine uh and he says and yet we don't see many public health stories we don't see many moral (laughs) crisis stories addressed to that issue we don't (laughs) what are you blind that's all we see and by the way is there any thought and this is a i don't know i don't have an answer to this pat i'm not a scientist but do we think that Fossil fuels have done anything to help people stay alive. <laughs> Is there another side to this equation? Let's not even no. bother uh, uh, attacking the ridiculous claim that fossil fuels kill 10 million people a year. I'm quite certain that fossil fuels help maintain the lives of way more than 1 million people a year. What would happen? Uh, go back in time to the mm. pre-fossil fuel era and tell me. Mm-hmm. In fact, we don't have to go back in time. You can find it in billions of people's lives all across the globe right now who are burning things like dried dung inside their home oh. to cook their food. And that's not good? No. Many of them are dying. It's one of the largest From dried dung deaths? And wood and huh. biomass inside <laughs> their homes. It's killing more people than almost anything mm. in the world. So, but let's, let's criticize fossil fuels. Ridiculous. Who have eliminated that problem for multiple billions of people. Stelter began this by saying that meteorologists and journalists are running out of words and ways to describe the impact of climate change. Yeah, they are. Unprecedented just doesn't cut it anymore. Nor nor does invisible. (laughs) It's true because this is the the problem with with an issue like global warming. If you're an alarmist, you make alarmist claims Mm -hmm. and you have to say they're coming soon or no one cares. 
right? Because people mm-hmm. are, you know, that's just the human instinct, right? If you say well, 500 years from now, this could happen. Yeah. Right? So you can't say it like that. You have to say it's within some sort of time frame, and you can't say it's tomorrow because everyone will know it didn't happen. Right. So you say it's out in the future and feel like you won't have to pay the price when you're wrong in the future. Although... This is in the present. He is claiming, and it's hard yeah. to track this down, right. because how do you track down the 10 million people die every year from climate change? Uh, where are you getting that stat? Where is that coming from? Yeah. Well, Who it's like, well, made that estimate? And based on what? This is another example of how they do it in, in the climate, but often you'll hear estimates of how many people will die in heat waves because of the climate. Climate change is coming, going to kill people in heat waves. What, of course, is always left out of this equation is the fact that far more people die from cold than they do from heat. Oh, so by every, far. If, let's, if you're just talking about heat deaths, those are way outweighed by people who are not dying from cold. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. and this has been, this is in all the, the UN IPCC documentation. This is not something I'm making up. This is something that scientists say all the time. That for certainly a long period of time, the cold deaths avoided will far outweigh the new deaths caused by heat. But if you go on Brian Stelter's show or any CNN show and say, just say the heat number, no one's going to question it. No one's going to mention the other side of the equation. I mean, how can how can any coherent person not see that fossil fuels are one of the things that have brought us modern civilization. Mm-hmm. The fact that we've gone from, uh, it, it, we've doubled our life expectancy over the past, you know, a hundred to a couple hundred years. If there's one thing you'd point to, you might point to fossil fuels as the difference in between uh, mm-hmm. us doubling our life expectancy. There's been other things, uh, and the, those things are, are important as well. Uh, but it, it, fossil fuels are a huge piece of this. Even if you accept the ridiculous claim that fossil fuels are killing 10 million people a, a, a year, it would Which still be worth it. Yeah. Right? Oh, well, Cause yeah. Because we've gone, I mean, we've added billions of people. And by the way, look at the people who are arguing against that. The people who didn't want it to happen are the same people who are now telling you that fossil fuels are killing 10 million people a year. The people who didn't want the extra billions of people on the planet. They kept telling you we'd all die if they came. Mm-hmm. And here we are. <laughs> you know, this has been, we've been able to feed all of them against all of their advice. We've been able to keep, extend life against all of their uh, advice and warning. Mm-hmm. And when these claims come up later on, no one holds them accountable. When they are wrong, it's, it's left to us, talk radio on Earth Day, to bring out all their wrong, wrong quotes from 20 years ago. Or 30 years ago. Or 10 years ago. And that is a... It's an unbelievable situation. It's great work if you can find it. Because you can make all these spectacular claims, raise all your money, and never, never have be held to accountable. answer for when you're wrong. Ever. Right. right. And if I may, uh, just add one little addendum to the fossil fuel thing. I don't believe they are fossil fuels. Oh, yeah. This is a big Pat, uh, Pat Gray <laughs> yes. uh, position. My theory uh, that, and, that oil... Uh, is a recurring natural goo in the earth. <laughs> the scientific term is <laughs> yes, recurring, natural, recurring goo. natural goo. There are some scientists who believe this. They call, yeah. They're always obviously referred to as fossil fuels. Um, the idea that they come from fossils from long ago. Uh, but you've you've made, you've stood on this for a while, yeah. and there are scientists I mean, who believe it. 
I, it, it, the first time they started talking about peak oil was in 1920. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're right up on uh, peak oil peak here. Oil. It's about to run out. Okay, well that didn't happen because we mm-hmm. found way more reserves. Then it was the 40s. Oh, we're coming right up on peak oil again. There's not going to be any. <laughs> to f- we better find something else. And then they found more. And then in the 60s, oh, it's coming right up on peak oil. And peak oil, look it up. It's been over and over and over oh, yeah. and over. And now it's just to the point where we found so much that we are now, uh, we now have more oil and gas reserves than than any country on earth. And the peak oil thing is very similar to the environmental thing. It's it, they continually warn about all these terrible things that are going to happen. They don't happen, and mm-hmm. then they just say, "Well, now we know better." Those those if you call if you actually get in a conversation with an environmentalist and you bring up the quotes from the seventies, eighties, the nineties, well, they're totally wrong. Mm-hmm. They will just say, well, yeah, but I mean, it's been 20 years. We've learned a lot since then. It's like, but yeah, but they, then you never have to pay a price for your wrong statements. Yeah, Do right. you understand that you set up a system in which only you can tell us that you're wrong? Remember when you said Britain was going to be gone, like underwater mm-hmm. yeah. by 2000? Yeah, that didn't happen. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, Britain is still there. Remember when you said the West Side Highway in New York City is going to be gone completely underwater? Uh, uh, the people are driving on it today right yep, now exactly let me give you this so. one um this is from the new york times in 1995 they say quote at the most likely rate of uh, rate of rise some experts say most of the beaches on the east coast of the united states would be gone in 25 years that would be 2020 mm-hmm. now i if you're on the east coast perhaps you could do some reporting for us today are there <laughs> beaches there <laughs> Do beaches exist on the east coast of America? My understanding is that they do. I was yeah. in on the east coast at a beach in but 2020. When? Oh, okay. and it was still there. Now I don't know. Maybe they just got it off by year and they've disappeared in the last couple of months since I've been there. <laughs> but my understanding is that beaches still exist on the east coast of the United States. Hmm. No one. The New York Times doesn't write a follow up about this story. They don't come back no. later on and say, "By the way, do you believe we wrote this thing 25 years ago? Isn't this funny?" Like they do with the internet. Occasionally you'll see this like they'll be like, "Look at our stupid article from 1991 about the internet and how it won't be it won't make any difference," right? Like mm-hmm. they'll come back and revisit. They don't do that with climate. They only do it to excuse the reasons why they were actually right all of this time. And actually, it's worse than they even said back then. <laughs> Let me give you another one of more recent. All right. Uh, do we have time for this? Yeah. Okay. So what was the panic before COVID? Can you remember the panic that occurred before COVID? It's hard to remember this panic because there's been a lot of panicking mm-hmm. during COVID. But before COVID, what are the more recent panics was in the summer of two, uh, of 2000 between 2019 and 2020 where Australia was on oh, fire. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. This was the big thing. Australia's on fire, the whole country is mm-hmm. burning down. It's because of global warming. No one's ever seen anything like this. There were fundraisers on television like crazy. No one had ever seen uh, such a terrible thing happen to Australia and it's all because you're driving an SUV. So now months and months later we have the actual data from the Australian fires. Now, you can understand why maybe people aren't focusing on that with all this COVID going around, but it's important to revisit these things when we get the data. So during the 20th century, about every year in Australia, about 10% of the surface area catches on fire. 
Every year. Yes. Throughout the 20th century, that's average, about 10%. Huh. Okay. Now, we are told, of course, that global warming is going to make this much, much worse. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Well, in the 21st century, so far, the number has been, instead of 10, 6. So it's gone from 10% to 6%. It's fallen by 40% in the 21st century. Now, mm-hmm. we are told... That global warming is going to make these things much, much worse. Now, obviously, 2019 and 2020 was a terrible year, as we know. This is the year that it was really, really bad and worse than ever before. 98%. Yeah, and it wasn't 10%. wasn't 6%. In 2019. somewhere in there. No. 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 (laughs) 3.95% of the country burned. It was one of the lowest percentages on record in history. We have the chart up here. If you happen to be watching blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, promo code is Glenn, by the way, if you want to save some cash. But basically, we're showing the actual amount of it falling from about a 10, 11, 12 percent in the early part of the 20th century down to that's incredible. Three point nine five percent. Incredible. Uh, now, now, climatologists do say that there will be an increase in these fires, whether they're right or not. Who knows? But if you see, Pat, if you can uh, see uh, they had the uh, the line here a second ago with the yellow uh, line on the chart, you see The yellow line is the predictions of what's coming in the future. Now, the past is a giant decrease from these really high levels down to 3.95%. And basically what the climate, all the climate models are predicting are for it to rise slightly from this really low period in history. So basically what they're saying is instead of it being 4% or 5% that like it is now, it may go up to 6%. But 6% is still half of what it used to be. And then, of course, doesn't include all of the innovations and things we will learn to fight the fires and lower the overall burn. Right. Long story short is that these things are presented as catastrophes and they're not even back to half as bad as it used to be. (laughs) The only difference between the fires in Australia in 2019 and 2020 is they occurred closer to where people lived. They're started by lightning. Mm. And, and that lightning hit areas that were closer to where people live, so they noticed them more. And lightning only happens because of climate change. No. Lightning no. didn't happen in the past, no. right? No. No? Uh, not well, true. Huh. By the way, the global, do we have the, yeah, this is a global area burn from 1901 to 1920. Okay. Same story, right, Pat? I mean, you see the drop is dramatic. Huge. It's been dropping much faster since 2000, and this is all <laughs> opposite, the opposite of what they told us would happen with climate change. It's unbelievable. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. After a year unlike any other we've experienced, we all deserve some summer fun. Watch out for the fires, though. Be on the lookout for new travel scams as well, designed by cyber criminals to steal your identity. You can protect yourself online by being mindful of online ads, of course. Independently verify deals with the company, and don't rush into giving away information on suspicious sites. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet and in an instant, a cybercriminal can steal what's yours, your your identity, your credit, your finances. That's why you got to have LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity thefts and they'll send you an alert. Plus, you'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if the worst things uh, that can uh, the worst case scenario happens. You don't have to be a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. You can save up to 25% on your first year with promo code BECK. 
1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off. It's lifelock.com, 10-second station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, you know, it, the global warming situation, the climate change situation is incredible because they tell us these a lot of these experts just tell us from time to time what they're doing and they they admit that yeah we gotta you know we gotta be alarmist to get people act activated here and to help them understand how dire this situation is so we don't mind telling them it's 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 worse than it really is i mean that they they admit to that from time to time Mm -hmm. well on the on cnn with uh brian stelter this david wallace wells said the media must remain in an alarmist state while reporting on climate change. We can't shy away from scary projections about the future or the scary facts as we're living them today. Start thinking a little harder. Be a little clearer in our storytelling. Um, Learning to live in this new future, which will continue to get worse, probably considerably worse from here, is not just going to require decarbonizing, although that's very hard. So what they're trying to do is really shut down economies uh, across the planet. And it's it's despicable what is happening. Uh, and they, they are just ramping up the rhetoric here to try to scare people. And the people they're scaring are our kids. They're just scared out of their minds because they're getting this indoctrination in the school system and then they turn on media and see it there and they wholeheartedly believe that the world is going to end in 10 years and nobody, no legitimate person is actually saying that. As, you know, Michael Schellenberger mentioned in his book, Apocalypse Never, as he's trying to calm down these uh, alarmist people and say that there's... There's nobody who's really, there's no reasonable person who is making the statement that the world is on the edge of extinction. That's just not, that's yeah. not true. Nobody is saying that. Yeah, he, I think it was Michael Schellenberger's book where they go over um, some of these extreme uh, environmentalist groups and talk about why, how they're saying, he actually just interviews them. He actually yeah. interviews the people from these organizations. What I loved about him is that he went to the people that everybody was citing. Yeah. Well, the IPP, IPCC says that. And so we went to the IPCC. Yeah, he went to find the actual scientists who they say said it. And, and he, he found talked to them. The and actual asked, scientists. And he asked them. And they said, thank you so much for coming to ask me. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> it really legitimately. I never said that. Yeah. Yeah. legitimately multiple times in this multiple book, times uh, he actually goes to the scientists and he, you know michael schellenberger is not us he's not pat and stew he's not glenn beck oh, he's not from the scientist. place he's been doing he, it for 30 years he's been an, an activist for this for a very long on time. the other side really yeah and so he has real credibility with many of these scientists who 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 are familiar with his work over the years and the book is fantastic, but he goes and he talks to these people and you say like, hey, like everyone's saying that you said we're all going to die in 10 years. Did you say that? 
and they're like, thank you for asking me. No, I didn't say that. Like, it's that, it's that clear. Yeah, it is. It's that clear. It's the actual people the media is citing about these claims who tell Michael Schellenberger routinely over and over again that they, he did not, they did not say that. They did not mean that. They're taken out of context. That's not, this is being misused by everybody. It really is an incredible thing. Of course, does that get any media coverage? No. How? How? Is my question. It's a good question. And uh, they doesn't fit their agenda. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, Stu Bergier may have convinced me to go ahead and uh, break down. I don't know perhaps get the vaccine oh no i would it's never possible. i don't now if, if i grow a tail or a third eye from this thing you know uh or drop dead 15 minutes after yeah i'm pretty sure it wasn't because i was just gonna drop dead i'm pretty sure it will be the vaccine now I, so you'll be to blame uh and you'll need to uh first of all exploit my death and then <laughs> but also admit to the fact that you killed me now do you do you <laughs> Do you think it's, would you use the word blame or credit? What, what word would you use? If, <laughs> well, I would use the word blame. Others may, <laughs> may take credit. I mean, because there, uh, look, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to take you out. And maybe yes. I'm working for one of them. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have a lot of enemies. That, that is possible. Yes, that, that's true. It's been a long, you've had a long career. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you've pissed off a lot of people. A lot of people. Really, it only takes one of them to get to me to encourage you to do something that's going to make you explode. Yeah. And maybe I've done that. <laughs> uh, you came up with a lot of statistics because I said during the course of the show yesterday that I am among the uh, those who could be convinced to to receive the vaccine. I'm, I'm not anti-vax. No, no, you've never been. You've never been. I'm just correct. I'm hesitant about it because we get stories every day about people who've had some sort of side effect. And, it, you know, it causes you pause. Well, not you, because you already got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but since I said yesterday on the air that I'm persuadable, you came up with all these <laughs> you stats. Can't you can't say you that to me. You did some research on this. <laughs> you did a little research, didn't you? Now, is this from a show you've done? Because you've... No, or... I mean, parts of it have been from shows that I've done. Uh, but I just laid out a case. Like, I just feel like, you know, look, there are two sides to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know you get the side from uh, your wonderful producer, who I love, Keith, uh, mm-hmm. who basically gives you a YouTube video every day uh, to convince <laughs> at least you one. that at least and sometimes one at some point you're going to have a tail, yeah, or something. I'm, I'm <laughs> probably a metallic tail, from uh-huh. what I understand. Yes, uh, and I just think that you know, I will stick to the theory that, or not the theory, but the evidence that that magnets will stick to people's vaccination oh. site. Some people's. Okay. Because I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it. Okay. Now, I, as we know, of course, uh, President Trump mm-hmm. did, led this effort. Uh, it was a big part of his reelection campaign. I just heard an interview with him the other day where he was still talking about how proud he was of developing the vaccines that are wiping the pandemic off the map. And he was also vaccinated. And he was. That's a. Important. That's how, now, it is. President Trump does not have a tail, from my understanding. Though someone did accuse him of wearing his pants backward. Maybe that is why <laughs> he was doing it. Now, now there's no it was evidence. A delayed reaction from the vaccine. <laughs> it was just a one day thing. It could yeah, be. Maybe. Uh, yes. So I. Well, actually, mm. what I and what I said to you in the in the email 
was not uh, necessarily even a case for the average person to go get the vaccine. Just that no, you, you were are, targeting me. You are uniquely not a borderline case, right? Because you are, <laughs> first of all, not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah, he, number one, his big, his big, in bold <laughs> number one point. Yeah. You're not as young and supple as you used to be. Right, and I don't want to say that you're not supple at all. I mean, you're certainly supple at some just level. Just not as supple as I once not was. Not quite as supple as you used to be. All right. Cause, and that's just saying, like, you yeah. might still be above average in the amount of supple that you are, but you were maybe a little higher. So I later. love how you you note that I'm, you know, somebody in my age group, mm-hmm. 50 to 64, uh, is 440 <laughs> times as likely to die <laughs> As a younger person. That's Thank you. That is true. Now, Thank as you you've noted correctly, by the way, and we've made this point mm-hmm. a million times, uh, y- your chances of dying if you're a young person are not high, right? Right. But we just know that when you're an older person, they are high. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But still, if someone in your age group is about as likely to die, about one third as likely to die, one third as someone in like their 70s. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you're not a spring chicken anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, people keep throwing out this. I'm not in my 70s. You're not in your 70s, but you know how mm-hmm. dangerous it is for people in their 70s. And if it was just your age, maybe you could make an argument. Ah, but it's gonna... not. And that then comes point number two, <laughs> <laughs> which he, he actually alleges that I'm somewhat athletically overweight. Uh, yeah, a tad. <sighs> I'm just saying that. You know, wow. wow. Maybe. And I, I put myself in the same category here. We're not exactly... <laughs> Not in peak physical condition, perhaps? Right. Perhaps. Perhaps. I'm just throwing that out there. But as everyone knows, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a little uh, athletically overweight, mm-hmm. you, you got a worse chance. You have a worse chance. Uh, uh, with COVID. Now, you in particular, number three, yes. I think is an obvious point that many in the audience may not be and dealing with. And it is with. this. <laughs> You've had, you know, cancer. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. I thought you might have forgotten. Thus, the uh, you know the scar here, here, and but like it's it's not like you've had one Uh, kind of cancer. No, I've had I have two, two kinds of cancer, two Mm -hmm. kinds, like two different brands of cancer. Mm -hmm. It's not just the one delivery of cancer. You've had like both the McDonald's and the Burger King of cancer. Yes, (laughs) you have two different kinds. Now I didn't calculate the odds. (laughs) <laughs> of your of your situation with multiple kinds of cancer no but you did just combine the three factors above the not being as supple so mm-hmm. my age group your age group weight your weight and uh and health issues and you know your cancer uh so pat gray survival rate is about the same as an average 75 to 80 year old <laughs> thank <laughs> you Thank you. So that's... It's not great, Pat. That's not great. That's not great news. That's not great. It's not great news. No, it isn't. So, I mean, I think like we always talk about this, uh, (laughs) and I think the conservatives have talked about this for a long time, and that, Mm -hmm. you know, look, people should be able to make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. Maybe the most vulnerable should be the ones getting the vaccine first and and protecting themselves, and maybe you leave a, a supple... Uh, 27 year old to make uh, their their decision and mm-hmm. it might be a little bit different you however because of your additional effects are yeah. actually a much older person you should think of yourself <laughs> as on 80. a COVID scale yes. i should be I, you should yeah think of I'm yourself like 80 i'm pat gray i'm an 80 year old should i get the covid vaccine i think that should change your mind a little bit or at least change your perspective a little which bit. brings us to point number four it's not just death we have to think about here uh it's hospitalization and getting a really severe case of it right yeah 
And I think I have between a 15 and 35 percent chance of being hospitalized if I get COVID. Thank you, Stu. You're welcome. You should. It's really good. It's and look, you probably will survive it. That's the good news. You'll probably just go to the hospital. But after a really rough stretch. Yes, it'll suck. But you'll probably walk out at the end. So good on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then uh, number five, point number five. You're way less likely to die from the vaccine than from COVID. Yes, this is true. Especially for you. I mean, you're Especially a freaking disaster as we've covered. <laughs> Sweet of you to say. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just trying to help. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been false reports of up to 3,000 people dying from the vaccine. This is not true. You you say. It is not true. It is not true. But even if I, it were I've actually true. heard it's 4,000, 4, 000, 4 to 6,000. No, no, no. This is I mean, we could go through all the details of this. Well, which, what about the VAERS uh, yeah. portion of the CDC website? Well, currently on VAERS, there mm-hmm. is a, a case of a one year old who got the, the vaccine and that and that one year old then died. And that's terrible, mm-hmm. right? It is. The one problem or multiple problems is one year olds can't get the vaccine it would be illegal. <laughs> and secondly, uh, the way they died is they committed suicide with a gun. Now, the most one year old. Yes. Most. So the, the theory Usually was they don't get that depressed at one. <laughs> No, you know, you know, they're usually more optimistic. Uh-huh. I found at one, uh-huh. but this particular one-year-old somehow weaseled their way to get the vaccine and then shot themselves what? with a gun and suicide. How did that I show mean, up on the VAERS website? The VAERS thing is basically like, I mean, look, there's really good uses for VAERS. It's not, it's not a terrible system, and it helps you catch some of these side effects. But also, anyone can submit anything. So, like, there has been cases where uh, people have submitted that I, I took a vaccine and it turned me into the Incredible Hulk, and that made it onto the VAERS website. <laughs> legitimately the incredible hulk those words mm. uh you know anybody can can do it and obviously there's a lot of passion on both sides about the vaccine thing i mean i'm not trying to you know I, we, all that but my point though is that even let's just say it was four to six thousand in the same mm-hmm. time period two hundred and fifty thousand people died from covid yeah right like it's not it, again you can make the a different argument if you maybe are like me and had COVID-19 and I am a COVID-19 survivor. Mm-hmm. If you are a young person, like there's other arguments. When you're Pat Gray, who's mm-hmm. basically you should now think of as an 80-year-old, <laughs> Pat Gray, <laughs> eight decades into life. Wow, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's a different calculation, I think. And Plus, that's why, by the way, and then we, we have a lot of uh, seasoned, well-seasoned audience members out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who might be over 65. Over 65 in this particular uh, country, we're at 88.4% vaccinated. I mean, most people wow. realize if you're in that age group, you get vaccinated. You, you're probably going to wind up doing it. Yeah. Uh, point number six from Stuber Gear. Your risk from the vaccine is far lower than your risk from COVID, even if you factor in the possibility you might luck out and avoid the virus. Hmm. Yeah, because I think there's a thing of, okay, I know that, the vaccine is less is, is not bad for me in comparison to actually getting covid but i don't have covid maybe i'll avoid it right which i have so far right you have avoided it this entire time mm-hmm. if you factor in the risk that you will not get it you're still 239 times as likely to go to the icu <laughs> than to have a serious harm from the vaccine 239 times now okay that includes the idea that serious harms from the vaccine, which they're comparing this to, 
are is is an allergic reaction to a very typical vaccine ingredient which if you've never i don't know how much you've been vaccinated in the past but if you've never had a reaction like that before you're unlikely to have it now but this is why if if anyone who's out there who's got the vaccine they make you sit around for about 15 minutes afterward what to make sure you don't ingredient is it that people are allergic to i don't have the name of it in front of me um but that's what i've wondered because i've never seen what's actually in the vaccine Mm mm-hmm and so I could I mean, I'd have to look at I'd have to. They think it's just it a particular one particular ingredient. That's been the major seri- quote, in all of serious them? harms. This one, this particular study that I'm talking about was from the AstraZeneca um, situation, which oh. is very similar to the Johnson and Johnson one that we have here with the blood uh, clots. Same thing. Uh, the, yeah, the blood clots. That was that was the effect of of uh, that was mostly young women. Um, who had that issue and now that they know about it luckily they're able to treat it really easily it's not a difficult thing to treat if it pops up it pops up about seven in a million cases um and uh, wow. uh so it's very very incredibly rare obviously but still mm-hmm. something to be concerned i mean you know look you should always be concerned about uh, any particular uh, side effect however these numbers 239 times is likely to go to the icu but is of the belief number one uh that it is we are at rates, even with our low rates here in the United States of spread at this moment, we're still double what this study looked at. So we have mm. high, it's more than 239 times as likely. In addition to that, uh, one of the things that I think has been hidden among, and this is a positive, by the way, uh, been hidden among the great decrease in numbers, 95% in deaths have dropped since our peaks here in the United States. Those only that that measures everybody. So the rates have gone way down for the country. But a good chunk of the reason for that is about 90 percent of our elderly have been vaccinated. So they're not dying as much cases. uh, That's, you know, two thirds of adults have been vaccinated. So there's not as many cases out there. The rates among people who don't have the vaccine are still pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent. I mean, they're not they're not nearly as low as you think they are because uh, Almost all the people who are getting COVID and having issues with it are the people who do not have the vaccine at this point. And right. that was my my belief. And again, I understand. I, I, and it's mm-hmm. important to note to everyone, and Pat, you'll back me up on this, I think. I do not believe the government should be mandating this. I do not want right. Joe Biden yes. coming door to door to tell me how wonderful it is. I don't want any of that no. crap. Leave us alone. Let us make our own decisions. Uh, but mm-hmm. that being said, right now... Uh, we have two groups in this country, people who've had the vaccine, people who haven't had the vaccine. They're about 50-50 splits, roughly. I mean, it's not exactly 50-50, but it's about 50-50. Right now, 99.2% of the deaths are people who are unvaccinated. 99.2% of the deaths. Again, these are equal wow. groups of people. And hospitalizations, 99 point nine percent of people in the hospital so are even unvaccinated. If, you, if you've been vaccinated... And you get COVID nineteen. It uh, the vaccine usually uh, causes the the virus to do less damage. Yes, you, right. Yeah, it's yeah. less severe. Yeah, and and like you know, it's tough because cases are weird, as we've noted from the beginning. Right, some people. I had an asymptomatic case of COVID, so like I I might not have known if not if if not for certain circumstances, mainly the person who gave it to me finding out they tested positive, so I had to get a test. Right, I probably wouldn't even have known. Mm-hmm. But and so cases are difficult, but if you go to the hospital, they're going to know whether you're vaccinated or not. You're going to, right. you're going to have the vaccination records. It's going to be in your health records. They're going to know. 
And so when they, when people get hospitalized for COVID, they're finding out 99.9% of them are unvaccinated. Wow. So again, it's up to yeah, you to amazing. take risks on both sides of this. But mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to harass Pat because it was your fault. You're the and one that you said did. you were persuadable. And you did. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Where do you stand on the Britney Spears thing now? Did you watch the New York Times documentary on yeah, her? Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah, it makes, they just made you feel really bad for anything yeah. you've ever said about Britney Spears, basically. <laughs> yes! <laughs> was a, yes! Yeah. She went through a lot. Including the things that they said about Britney Spears, by the way, at the time. Uh, exactly, which they don't mention, but yeah. yeah. Everybody Definitely. was tough on that. A lot of those stories now come back with new eyes and don't look quite as simple. Yeah, uh, but apparently, according to lawyers, it's almost impossible to get out of these. This is the Glenn Beck Program.